Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Mike, of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow. And I'm doing the show tonight with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hello there. Hey there. And uh, it is indeed the 1st of April. No, we will not be doing any kind of April Fool shenanigans because that stuff it's is dumb. kind of tedious. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's dumb. And, it's, and, it's harmful. There's no reason for it. And it easily gets very mean. And uh, that's not really our vibe. So, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um... If uh, you want to tell us how disappointed you are that we didn't play some stupid trick on you, you can email us, uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com or at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter or facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Or you can just listen to previous episodes of the show uh, at civilpoliticsradio.com and supplemental episodes we've recorded that are only available there. Uh, yeah. So that's that's that. Um, so I don't know where do we want to start with uh, the 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 good news, the the long delayed boy. It's taken us way too long to do this news that uh, there is now actually a federal law specifically dealing with uh, hate crimes and lynching. Is that correct? The the you know named in honor of of Emmett Till. Even though we're not mean, some people in the world are mean. So they finally. The feds finally dealt with it. Yeah. After a yeah. hundred years. Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I can be, I can be very mean. I just work at not being so because why? Um, but yeah, well, all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, who, who genre were you the one or was it Sue who was telling, who was pointing out that uh, Emmett Till was born the same year as president Joe Biden? Uh, within a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I forget. I forget when Joe Biden was actually born, um, but uh, they well, there, he's, they would he's have been like the same eighty, age. so like nineteen forty one, forty two, somewhere in there. You know, um, it's uh, he was born in forty two. Emmett Till was born in forty one. Okay, yeah, so right. they would be the same age now if he wasn't, you know, hadn't been murdered. brutally murdered. Yeah, if he wasn't murdered brutally by murdered. that woman who's still alive, because that's how the universe works. Yeah. Mm. Well, her testimony got him murdered. She yep. didn't yep. murder him. That's mm. <laughs> yeah. honestly, when I Did think you? about it, it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> well. her, her, she lied under oath, and that means that he got killed. She no, it's not really that she lied under oath. It's that she she just lied uh, because I don't think he was he killed. He wasn't killed as the result of the trial, was he? No. No. Yeah. It's just no they, some guys she, killed him. She, yeah. Just some guys killed a, him. In a, in a department store said that he whistled at her in the in the elevator. Yeah. Well, and I, I like, Emmett Till wasn't put on trial. He was just murdered. There was That's a trial. Right. The, the trial was because, because of the guys that murdered him. Right. Exactly. Um, the, the, and, the, yeah. 
and and people saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't be murdering children. And it's like, well, we disagree. Child murder has its place in our society. <sighs> yeah. Um. Also, here's a fun fact. They didn't, uh, I don't think they served any well, time. Actually, oh, no. I just I actually that just reminds me. Um, we did a supplemental episode, which I don't know if it's up on our site yet, but talking about uh, our thoughts on the capital punishment and the death penalty, uh, because I, I think we're all agreed that, uh, you know, child murder doesn't have a place in our society, even when it's done under the guise of uh, judicial execution. And uh, you'll be able to listen to, to it. it. You'll be able to listen to it as soon as you hear this on the radio. On cool. the, um, the, this Friday night. Um, fun fact: there is a uh, Emmett Till. There is a there is a play, or no, a a musical um, about Emmett Till uh, that is that has been written and being produced. Um, Sweet Jesus! By a white woman. Okay. Uh, and the main it's not the main character is not Emmett Till. It is the story is told through the eyes of a white woman in that time apparently like this character who's a school teacher and has to come to terms with what happened <sighs> it is the dumbest it's thing a musical. <laughs> uh, it's a musical also uh, they have a oh. a black man playing Emmett Till you mean an adult Yes, not a 14-year-old. He was 14. Uh, yeah. He was 14. They yeah. hung a 14-year-old yeah. for and, and possibly yeah. whistling and, at a store owner. She was and, it was at a it was at a market. It wasn't at And a, he looks and he, he looked like a kid. I mean, you know, it's like you know, he wasn't like Shaquille O'Neal who at 14 was like as big as I am now as a full-sized adult. <laughs> yeah. You know, like no. He, he was a kid. Anyway, I'm sorry, Sue, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that um, what they did to him was a lot worse than lynching, and his mother um, insisted on an open casket so the world would see what yeah. these guys did to her little boy. Yeah. yeah, just horrifying that humans can behave like that. Yeah, and there's actually some and people. I think the guys, hmm? I'm sorry. And I was going to say, I think the guys all got off too. They never, they never proved. Yes, they they, they were acquitted. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Emmett Till's family wants, uh, Carolyn, uh, Bryant, who is the woman that accused him uh, and set this whole thing into motion, brought to justice. Yeah. <laughs> Get her on perjury or something. I don't know. I don't, I just want, I just want a record I, on her. I, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think a case could be made for, you know, conspiracy to commit murder or accessory before the fact. I don't know how the, the laws in that state work exactly, but um I mean you know Mississippi, probably not that well. I Yeah, I said uh, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh the uh I'm I read about this play a while like a like a couple weeks ago and it just Blew, what? blew my mind just completely blew my mind i wow yeah if it if if it truly is as you described this just strikes me as an appallingly bad idea but um, yep okay well yep. four, four or five years years ago um you know the bill they've been trying to bring it up actually for a hundred years long before emmett till even existed but 
we've never been able to pass it in this country. It's sort of horrifying. And um, the last time it came up a few years ago, Rand Paul was the senator that used his, you know, senators can block things. And he prevented it from being voted on. And this time, nobody blocked it. But um, three guys in my party, Massey, uh, Andrew Clyde, and Chick Roy, all voted against it, three senators. And uh, Mm. the argument they made was uh, free speech which I don't quite get how that applies. And it's federal overreach as in that should be left to the state. So right. I, I don't know what, what states they're from, but I could probably guess. I shouldn't say that. But anyway, and, you know, they'll go down in history as that voted against it. And, you know, the law is actually, um, it's interesting. The, la- the language, the lynching is defined as any attempt to kill or serious injury because of identity. So it applies to a lot of a lot of different folks that are oppressed and harassed. So, so sorry. it would apply to an attack on a on a trans uh, child. Yep. Um, yep. Or or you know uh, the, the rabbi at the synagogue because that's or probably women. yeah. But yeah. Any protected depends, group. depends on depends on what flavor of ra- of Judaism you are. Rabbi can be a woman. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I think you'd have to be pretty reformed. I think. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I. I just. I. I follow some Jewish women rabbis on Twitter, and they're interesting. So. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. So uh, all of which is to say uh, about time, and I gotta say I'm really just very, very dubious about the whole. Uh, federal overreach thing. Um, uh, we mentioned Senator Mike Braun from Indiana last week, as I recall, and, uh, you know, uh, talking about how there should be things that, uh, you know, the federal government shouldn't get involved in. And, you know, so he thinks Loving versus Virginia was one of the cases that the Supreme Court decided wrongly because the federal government shouldn't be preventing states from passing laws forbidding "Quote unquote interracial marriage," you know, and yeah. probably uh, also laws about you know uh, allowing gay adoption or trans kids to get the medical care that they need uh, to to help affirm their identities. All this stuff. Well, um, his well, the- his point at, was an interesting one. I think we discussed this a little bit in a previous who's, show. Sorry, um, whose point? Uh, Senator Braun, you mean? Yeah, when he was mm-hmm. talking about like interracial, like mm-hmm. what, miscegenation, I think it's the word. But, Ugh, um, yes, that that is the term. <laughs> yeah, so uh, his point was that the federal government should not be making any laws about social issues. They shouldn't be making laws about interracial marriage. They shouldn't be making laws about abortion. They shouldn't be making laws about anything. He says... That's why he said at the end, like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Me, I don't agree. Um, but it wasn't just about uh interracial marriage. It was about the it was about the the role of the federal government um in and what what they should be doing and what they should not be doing. In his in his view, they should not be making any choices or any any legislations on a national level uh about these things that could change community to community. That was that was what he was getting at. He was dumb and he said dumb things, but <laughs> that's what he was trying to go for. That was his argument. Yeah, that yeah. was his argument. He made a bad argument. Um and he used a 
terrible, terrible, like any really honestly, any any federal legislation about social issues has been pretty much for protection, like recently at the very least from. Yeah, from the narrow-minded bigotry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. speech is social. Yeah. Speech is social. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Religion. Well, and 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 social. also you you know uh, uh, a person's you know like like getting gender affirming trans uh, you know like hormone therapy or puberty blockers or uh, uh, you know uh, getting an abortion or getting birth control. Uh, these are all medical decisions as well. I mean, I won't say there's no social component to them at all, but I mean, they are also very much deeply personal, uh, 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 you know, private medical decisions. And uh, the federal government saying, like, nobody gets to make those for other people, you know, I think is right. Because, well, yeah, you know, he was wrong in so many ways. That's why I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so many. That, yeah. But um, that was his overall point. That's what I was um, <clears throat> trying to yeah. get. Like, because I, I don't want him to be characterized as someone who is just against interracial marriage. Because that's mean, not he was what that's, he might that's, be. I don't know. But that's not what, what he was trying to get at. That wasn't his main, the main thrust of his argument. He just wants the feds out right. of social. But, but when Facebook. someone asked him, like, you know, that means that we'd have to overrule Loving v. Virginia. And he's like, well, I'm willing to break a few eggs to make this particular omelet. And it's like, yep. OK. Yep. He does not care. He is amoral on the on the subject, which arguably might be worse. But um, he uh, that that's why he said it in. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Like, if you want the if you don't want the the federal government to say that abortion is legal, then you also can't have them say interracial marriage is legal. Got to get all of it out, which, yeah, like when I think about it, like his argument is like very just like at least he's consistent. Yeah. You know, at least he's consistent. He's consistent I'm sure that, uh, in a Mitch in a McConnell wasn't way. happy about what he said since yeah. he is an inter- interracial marriage, but somehow, yeah. but um, somehow, so that's from Taiwan. Yeah. Um, well, well it, I don't know. you know, I, I I'm amazed too, but I you know, uh, consistency is it's good, um, and it's one of the reasons why, for example, that I have some respect for former Governor Bill Weld. Because as I mentioned before on this show, I really strongly disagree with him about the value of, uh, you know, government programs to to help people, you know, unemployment and, you know, child support and welfare and, you know, uh, 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 food stamps and everything else. I think those are good things. Um, and he's like, the government shouldn't be doing those. Then he turns around because that's being way too intrusive in people's lives. But then he also turns around and says, which is why I'm also pro-choice. And it's like, OK, well, I mean – at least he gets that right. So, by the way, do you think the um, the sentence that goes with the new Emmett Till law uh, is enough? It's if you did that, you know, did something that either killed somebody or seriously hurt them, you it's a thirty year sentence. I yeah. Is, is that enough? Here's the thing: it's it's not an all or nothing. It's not thirty years or nothing. It's up to thirty years. And I'm saying, is it is it enough? Thirty years enough for some of the most hideous crimes? Like it's not life. Either not either yes, penalty. or it's or it's well, we've talked about the the death penalty, and it's not a good yep. idea. But I mean, look, 
like no amount of time is enough or or 30 years is plenty. I mean, I don't know, especially because uh, this is a federal law, which means the federal government would have authority to bring criminal charges in cases like this. Um, but all of these actions are also crimes in every state in the union. They're all not quite. It, no. Uh, assault. Wyoming and Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas no, doesn't have right. hate crimes, but, you know, attacking someone, well, beating them do, up, killing them. Don't... Right. Exactly. Yeah, Arkansas... That's that's why they, there's a federal law, because they want to have the federal government be able to step in in these cases when the states are dropping the ball out of prejudice for whatever reason. But uh, it yeah, is but... something that could be done on top of like the state could press charges and convict someone of murder or, you know, whatever, aggravated assault, murder, whatever it is in a case. And the federal government could also then prosecute them. Like, yeah, because we have like the, the, the divided sovereignty uh, uh, that comes with our federal system means that people can be prosecuted by both. Uh, I think it's called the dual sovereigns doctrine, but like, you know, if it's a federal crime and a state crime, they each get to prosecute you independently if they wish. Sue, you were well, saying something before. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. So, um, so, notwithstanding the discussion about how many years in prison and all that, Arkansas, Wyoming, and South Carolina, while they have hate crimes on their books, they do not mention race. So, in some ways, this, you know, in other states, it would be almost double jeopardy, right? If it was a hate crime in mass and they tried you for a hate crime and then it's a hate crime at the federal level, they, they've tried you again for the same thing. I, I think I'd argue probably double jeopardy. I know that, as you said, the dual sovereignty, but the fact that those three states don't mention race and their hate crimes is sort of surprising. So really, yeah. is it, is well, it really I'm just saying, <laughs> well, South Carolina? Yeah. I mean, I would expect it in Mississippi and Georgia. Why not South you know, Carolina? Wyoming, um, they've come a long way. Mm-hmm. They've come a long way. So um, anyway, it just okay. it is interesting, and I don't i I don't know I don't know I didn't hear the arguments when they were trying to fix the language in this, so I don't know what the you know what the discussion points were. But uh, important to know that those three states don't have that that clause. Um. Remember, like the the example, the, a, a recent example would be the um the trial of uh oh god that cop that killed um George Floyd the three, the three brothers yeah no the, oh. the the cop that killed George Floyd Avenatti oh. no yeah. Avenatti's yeah. the lawyer uh no the, <laughs> that terrible cop who's who who's going to prison and we're happy about it I don't remember his name forever yeah yeah he's another trying all the people that watched him well he. I don't know about that, but he he was tried in state court, and yep. he's being tried in federal court. Um, yep. for for uh, he I think he got convicted in federal court as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. they, they I believe he did. It's the same action, but they are different. They're they're be, he's being charged in different statutes. It's not the same. Yes. Um. So that's how that. I mean that that's why it's not like double jeopardy because it's it's not it's he's not being charged on on the same law he's being charged the same thing happened with, yeah with the arbery the folks that killed arbery what yeah. about, what about them 
Um, the same thing. They got tried and and were convicted in the state court, and the mm-hmm. family did not want them to be. Um, they were going to plea to the federal crime, which actually is, I guess, those facilities are nicer. And the mm-hmm. family fought it. The prosecutor was going along with it because it would put them in the federal um, jail system for a period of time. And it's it's a much nicer arrangement. And the family said, no, we don't accept. We don't want the plea deal. So they actually had to go through the trial with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's sort of, you know, the little loopholes in the world that you don't know about until somebody in your family is involved and then you. And then you discover that, you know, some of the, I mean, you guys know that like in Massachusetts, if they sentence you to um, five years at, um, uh, it used to be called Walpole, was it mm-hmm. Cedar Junction? If if it's five years to Cedar Junction or five years and it's a Concord sentence, it's actually mm-hmm. a different sentence. And they just do that so that it's like, so it's sort of like naming things so that you don't, you can't recognize it. And the Concord sentence is much lighter. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a whole jerry rigged architecture that's designed by the criminal justice system to, so it, you know, and you wouldn't know that unless somebody told you or you, you heard about it, but you know, Cedar, Cedar Junction's, uh, um, Walpole used to be a really rugged prison, but if it's a concrete sentence, it's like three years instead of five. I, I forget what the differences are, but it's, you know, it's actually a different sentence term what do you mean by rugged uh a high um high um security okay so like a like a um like a supermax or something <laughs> but that's a federal well, thing but not, like a, a maximum security prison um they're not supermax they're just known as you know rikers island is in new york is worse than I don't know. I don't know any other prisons in New York, but they just, they're known. I think it's because um, prison guards are inbred. I don't know what it is, to be honest uh, with you. I was being Rutgers silly. Island is, is a jail, <laughs> not a, is a series of jails, not a prison, actually. But um, yeah. But yeah, but that, uh, Walsh Pole State Prison is, it, is, is famously like a, like a, like a, a hard time place, you know, like not a. Well, and they put, oh, so one is you, more hellish than the other. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. That's but that's Woo! not what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying that it's they they use the name of the prison even though you're not going to Walpole, Cedar Junction, comma Cedar Junction. It's not that you're going to Cedar Junction. It actually defines a different term of your imprisonment, hmm. and it's like a secret code. So if somebody gets a Concord sentence, it's it's a different length of time. Now, yeah, and they I and don't they know anything do that about that part obfuscate. of Massachusetts law. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they but a lot of prisons do that to obfuscate, huh. and maybe it's because you get roughed up by the the guards, and then you also get extra time for resisting. Who knows? But the terms of the length of this of the um, the sentence are different, as huh. encoded in the name of the prison. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. All the secret ways that you don't know what you, what our government works very hard for you not to know what your taxes are going to be and there's you know, a, who does there, what to whom. And a, there's there's I don't a, there trust are some, government. Can you tell? Yeah. Well, <laughs> there are some real problems with our our whole criminal justice 
enterprise and especially uh, at the state in, in the various states because prosecutors have an enormous amount of discretion and uh, sometimes really abuse it. So, oh yeah, um, and, I don't and, think there should be any plea bargains. I think well, a lot of people never get tried for the crimes if they're white and male. Well, oh, I heard a great joke the other day. I don't know if okay. I can do it justice. Well, we got a so, couple of minutes in the half of the show, so go ahead. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna paraphrase it because I can't tell jokes. But basically, the comedian was saying, you know, um, when I, when I, you know, I got put in jail because I did something bad. And they said, when I see a, um, when I see a white guy in jail, I'm really scared. I'm really, really scared. I'm extra scared. And the audience is like, what? And it's like, because I know he actually did the crime. Yeah. Just, you know, I was just looking into the, uh, the difference between Concord and, and Cedar Junction. Um, Concord is a, <clears throat> excuse me, Concord is a minimum or um, a medium security prison Concord and Cedar Junction is a maximum security um, mm. in terms of, of the Massachusetts like correctional system. Mm. So um, different that uh, I was just wondering like why, like why one was more like harsh than the other. And it's, yeah, one is, one is more a uh, maximum. One is a, one is a medium. Hmm. They're still all locked up, though. Well, People yeah, they're, up there. it's prison. But um, the Concord, the Concord one is a, uh, it's medium, it's and there's not, suburb. it's not as a, it's it's more like it's it's more of a correctional like rehabilitation center kind of kind of place. Um, than, What's Hampshire? Uh, Hampshire. Um, yeah, I don't know <laughs> uh there's yeah. shirley norfolk Fr- framingham concord cedar junction uh there's bridgewater State Hospital. female yeah i don't know um there's nothing on the list here that says hampshire so um there is the jail in uh, like you know in, in northampton we have a jail here it's not a prison is that what you're talking about yeah, I thought people spent a fair amount of time there. I mean, people spend a fair amount of time in jail, uh, either because they're waiting for trial or because they have yeah, a, no, uh, they a local were... thing. But like, that's not prison. I thought they were sentenced already in Hampshire. No, hmm. um, if it's a jail, which I think it is, then that is where you wait for trial. That's where you serve like you know your month sentence or something. That's where the uh, that's where they put you like before you're actually sentenced to like actual time. Like prison, prison is but, basically long-term, a uh, jail is short-term or it's supposed but, to be, but, but some people spend like if, up to three years, like sometimes in jail, just waiting. So when, when we get rid of the bonds, the bond system, cash, cash bail, mm-hmm. there won't be anybody in Hampshire. No, there would be. Um, if the, if, if um if their crime doesn't fall within the like a bond like if they're uh if they if if they wouldn't get a bond like a like um to get out bail. then they would just nobody would set bail be there if, yeah if there's no bail then they would just be there until their trial that's where you're get that's where you get, where you get should... held until your trial it like Rikers 
Yeah. So someday we should talk about why in the world we hold people before they've actually been tried. But that's an argument for a different day. It's not I really agree. a big argument. It's just like we shouldn't. Well, and it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Because I mean, for the most part, mo- most people show up for trial. Yeah. Unless um, they're they're yeah. literally about to kill other people, then they no. There's like, you know, if they're just going to. Nah, you know they need to go. Again, anyway, uh, if you are, disagree, um, then you can email us. You're wrong yeah. at civilpoliticsradio.com. Um, yeah, that'll be up. <laughs> I didn't realize you'd what actually you set that up. I thought. You no, were I didn't. I I can. <laughs> well, it's up to you, man. But uh, we are uh, we are sort of at the halfway point of the show, so we're going to take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And back we are. From uh, uh, from our short break there. This is uh, Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow, and I'm still talking with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. And uh, let's pivot to uh, 
uh, talking about how uh, uh, all Republicans bat. No. Um, well, actually, let's start. To- <laughs> <laughs> I know let's- what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but actually, let, let's let's um, there's been, I think, some really interesting news uh, uh, centered around the uh, insurrection on January 6th of last year. Uh, the uh, uh, the. The federal judge said, you know, issued a, you know, declared from the, you know, from from the bench in an official capacity. I'm not sure exactly how that works because it's not like he was, you know, pronouncing, uh, you know, he was actually like concluding a trial or whatever. But, he, you know, after reviewing documents and so forth, he thought it was more probable than not that uh, uh, former President Trump and uh, his attorney, uh, whose name I'm totally forgetting right Eastman. now. Eastman. Eastman. Thank you. Eastman. Yeah, the only name that was coming to mind was Vindman. And I'm like, no, Colonel Vindman. That's <laughs> no. different. That's very Quite different. different. Quite different. Yeah. Um, Vindman's, Vindman's new book is It's Safe to Tell the Truth Here. So, yeah, uh, I don't think okay. it's Vindman. <laughs> um, yes, uh, uh, that, they, that, that they had committed a crime in their roles in setting that up. And um, and there's, you know, missing tape which or missing phone logs. So that's all just fascinating. Um, but also there's been um, information's come out about uh, Virginia Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh, and uh, apparently she exchanged text messages with uh, then White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, uh, where she basically was, you know, saying like, you know, uh, uh, God is going to, you know, wants Trump to win and um the, the, there's an army building at his back and the time is going to come when all these, you know, filthy Democrats are going to be rounded up and held uh, for military tribunals uh, at Gitmo. And um, so that has led to um, uh, some calls for uh, Clarence Thomas to uh, uh, perhaps resign from the court. Um, or at least to recuse himself from these cases. Yes, at the very least. Which uh, uh, he's, you know, refusing to do, and it is worth noting that in a recent decision about um, uh, whether or not uh, uh, the January sixth commission in the House had issued valid subpoenas, uh, the court ruled eight to one that yes, they, these these subpoenas were totally valid and had to be honored, and the one was Clarence Thomas. So yeah, and documents got turned over, although they may not have involved her, but documents got turned over that were yeah um, i i, I don't pretty, know uh, but i i, I don't yeah. pretend to know but i'm i'm deeply suspicious and uh my you know my personal inclination is like oh yeah no they're you know they're they're partisans who are who you know were certainly wanted it to happen and knew about it and you know were yada 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 and you know i i I admit I'm just offering my well, her, opinion, and I could be wrong, but I definitely think text, there's there's enough smoke to be to be investigated. Her text, one of her texts said, um, and I've discussed this with my best friend, and okay. in a lot of interviews, both of them call each other their best friends. So the, oh. the people are assuming yeah. that that's that her best friend is Clarence Thomas her husband and you know they're pretty open about it because they go to a lot of events and raise a lot of money yeah. for uh, right uh, folks on the right so well if 
if there's any chance her documents are in anything, at a minimum, he, Thomas Judge Thomas has to recuse himself. But there's no, there, I guess um, the legislature could pass laws that stipulate what the Supreme Court does. I, I was trying to sort this out, and I don't quite, maybe you guys have a better sense of it. But there, I think if Congress acted, they could force the Supreme Court to accept ethics laws. But in the absence of that, it's really up to the Supreme Court to set their own ethics requirements and how they enforce them. I don't know. I mean, if, if um, Robert said, look, judge Thomas, justice Thomas, you need to, you need to recuse yourself on these five cases. I don't know if you could force him to or not, if he didn't want to. So I think there's a, it's, it's somewhat of a, of a vexed question is my understanding because, um, yes, uh, Congress could certainly pass a law uh, about the Supreme Court and ethics and requirements and so forth, um, just as Congress has passed a law saying how many people will be on the Supreme Court. But um, the uh, the Supreme Court is uh, something that is specifically established in the U.S. Constitution, unlike all the other inferior federal courts. Uh, though the Constitution just calls for those to be set up, uh, you know, to Congress to pass laws to create those and and you know staff and fund them accordingly. Um, so because the Supreme Court is, uh, in theory, anyways, uh, a co-equal branch of of government that it has a, a similar sort of within its purview a similar sort of authority and status as. Uh, either House of Congress or the Office of the Presidency, um, just as the House and the Senate can each make their own rules and they are within the confines of, you know, their own uh, affairs, have total sovereignty. You know, like the House can say, these are the rules in the House. And the House gets to decide, you know, whether or not someone, you know, the House can have a hearing and decide whether or not to, you know, throw out Matt Gates because he's, you know, a pedophile or whatever. Um, oh, so the enforcement is the issue. Right, exactly. So yeah. so yeah. who, so does the Congress have, have the authority to tell the Supreme Court how to handle its internal matters? And Congress can certainly, absolutely, hundred percent pass that law, and the president can sign it. And then, well, is the law constitutional? Well, who decides that if not the Supreme Court? And you know, they might like, throw it out. Yeah, yeah. right. And then, okay. and then, and then, then, and then what? So it's it's. There's, I think there's a reason why people haven't done this up and up till now, because it's just uh, a potential you know, can of worms. But that's I, an I interesting think it question. When when Congress passes a law and someone says it's unconstitutional, then they have to find someone to sue that says this law is hurting me in yeah. some way. And then it has to go through the court system and get to the Supreme Court. Now, yes. they have to have – this person has to have standing. So yes. would that be a justice that has to sue because that's affecting the justices? That's a good point. Guess so. <laughs> yeah, Who has standing so. in that in that situation? A Supreme uh, Court justice. Yeah, good point. Yes. With the court itself, but yeah. unless it's um unless it's someone that says because of the ethics rules that have been put in place on the Supreme Court, this is hurting 
my case, I guess, or something. I mean, the, like the only thing I can think of is if it's someone that says I don't like these ethics rules because they they're negatively impa- impacting my life. But that means that they don't want ethics rules. It, I, or at I, least not I, ethics I'm rules written by. Yeah. Does someone, yeah, does someone smell burnt toast? I <laughs> <laughs> I saw a wisp of blue smoke come out of one of your ears, so I, I knew just, you were like yeah. really processing there. <laughs> I mean, I've been spinning. Yeah. <laughs> but f- fair point, and and like a lot of you know, this is somewhat akin to uh, the 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 long running furor over. Um, whether or not President Trump was violating the emoluments clause, because it's like, well, it's a good idea to say, right? I think so too. But you know, <laughs> like, like that's that's that that in a, in a lot of ways though, that's not even the issue, because the first question was like, okay, well, you know, who's going to prosecute him for for this as a crime, or who's going to sue him for this as a as a tort in civil court? Well, it's got to be a federal action, and who's got standing? You know, who's actually been harmed by this in a way that courts could actually redress? And that is a big part of why those cases didn't go anywhere, because, you know. Well, the post office had standing because their their contract said that they couldn't uh, hold public office and hold the lease to that post office. It's been turned into a hotel. They, I, they could well, have. The post office could have. They, they didn't. They, they could have. But I think that argument was, well, a, you know, also, you know, when it comes to like the executive branch, like the person who controls the executive branch has a lot of power over what it does. But also, um, the post recall, office isn't a federal, isn't a federal. They're they're like the Federal Reserve. They're, they're outside at least semi the government. Yeah, yeah. But my understanding. Yeah, they have their own board of governors. You know, I don't, I, there was. I think there was I think the the post office either didn't actually file suit or else their standing was shot down. I don't know. I can't remember. There were three yeah. different cases brought uh, about um, three different suits brought about uh, President Trump's emoluments clause violations. And uh, I th- two of them at least were shot down on standing points. And I think all of them were on the basis of no one has standing and things kind of just fizzled out. Um, it's one of the reasons why I think uh, uh, we should, uh, if not constitutionally, certainly we should pass a law creating like a sem- an, an autonomous uh, uh, ombudsman's office to act uh, for public accountability and to explicitly empower it to have standing, uh, to statutorily granted standing in matters like, you know, emoluments clause violations. It's like, who can sue? They can. the public. Yeah, 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 exactly. They could represent the interesting. Exactly. Interesting. I mean, you know, there's the whole question of like, well, who has the, you know, like, is that like what part, what branch of government is that, you know, or is it going to be its own branch? And if it's part of the one of the others, like, you know, what kind of control do they have? You know, like it's a whole whole thing. But I think if it were set up as some kind of like quasi independent thing, like the Federal Reserves or the Post Office, it might actually be able to have sufficient independence to be a useful and valuable thing but that's just my crackpot theory my pie in the sky idea you know it is i'm it a, a, a dippy liberal what do i know <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to be a hole we were we were talking about um virginia thomas the wife of um mm-hmm. 
Judge yeah. Clarence Thomas. And I heard a good legal uh, scholar because they were talking about her freedom of speech. I guess a lot of people have raised that, you know, she can. And it is true that, you know, people are free to, you know, if you're the spouse of yeah. somebody, you're free to say whatever you want and, you know, associate with whomever you want and all that. But sure. I thought it was interesting because they, they, they gave three points about why um, Thomas should recuse himself. And one is uh, he should know if she has a financial interest in the outcome of the court cases that he's handling. Uh, There's substantial chance of her materials would be in the future, you know, things that they're trying to get copies of as an advocate. And, um, and then She's talked about in her text, the legal strategy, like they should do this and then this will happen yep. and then Pence will mm-hmm. do that. And she was repeating what other people had said. But as a judge, he has an obligation to know that she's proposing a legal strategy and he would have to recuse himself. And I thought that was a pretty good, that really sort of covers a lot of the reasons he needs to not you know, be involved in the cases on January 6th. Yeah. At least in my mind, that sounds like a good reason. I agree. And that and that goes beyond the general uh, it is, you know, the general guideline that uh, uh, justices should recuse themselves if there's, you know, a real appearance of impropriety and conflict of interest. You know, even if there isn't even if they know that there isn't actually it's like, you know, that looks bad and it's important for people to to have confidence in 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 the judiciary or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, it's harder when there are, um, you know, not that many Supreme court justices, but anyway, go ahead. Well, there's a, um, there's a judge here in Massachusetts, Nancy Gartner. She's retired now. I think Mm -hmm. she's, I think she's at Harvard. Her husband was in charge, was, uh, the legal counsel for the ACLU. Mm -hmm. And, um, there were a lot of cases that involved the ACLU in Massachusetts. And the deal was, if it had to do with the ACLU, she couldn't be the judge. That was just, you know, they could Makes either sense. have one of them or the other. Yeah. But yeah. And that just is how you usually handle it. So, but you know, if they, if, if Thomas recused himself, you know, it could easily be, it would be eight justices. It might be a four to four split, which means nothing could be done. So even in recusing himself, he could, you know, depending on what the, the issue was. Right. Well, I mean, could, if an, if a lower court, court held a ruling that was, unfavorable to her, that would stand. Like that's basically what happens yes. when the Supreme Court deadlocks. The like the the yeah. the lower court ruling, the appellate ruling stands and whatever that says about the original case. Yeah. I, I you know, honestly, uh from what I can tell, Virginia Thomas seems to be moving in sort of the 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 Christian dominionist circles, the the people who genuinely seem to believe that the United States should be an avowedly uh, Christian nation, according to their particular narrow definitions of what a Christian is, and that um, they, you know, feel that they should be doing everything they can to seize power, um, and that you know, since it's all for the Lord, it, it, it all's fair. And um, you know, I don't know what if, Christian. If, I thought Christian was what you know what. What belongs to Caesar stays with Caesar, and I thought there was a separation, and even in the church, doctor. Uh, different depends on the sect. Yeah, different different yeah. traditions have you know, but like there's a the basically like the the you know the white American conservative Christianity, you know the kind of people who are 
uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the Jerry Falwells and whatnot of the world. Evangelicals. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, understand Falwell's that there's an evangelical, more, so. I honestly have no idea. Like I, yeah. I, my understanding is well, that there is more to the evangelical movement than just the loathsome hucksters on TV. But um, you know, the loathsome there's hucksters on TV. In the, there's well, lots of good people in the evangelical movement in this country. Let me just say that out loud. Having many friends, okay, in it. and they, you know, they aren't of the same stripe. You just see the crazies on TV. That's that's the problem. Well, anecdotally, uh, there are well, nice people almost everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that's universally true. I don't know. But Catholics, well, regardless, um, they, but there's a, a a you know, there is definitely a movement of people who are, you know, religiously motivated fascists basically. People like uh uh Michael Flynn, the former general and uh, national security advisor, you know, who are pushing uh for, you know, a, a Christian their kind of Christian takeover of this country who are up to their necks in uh, uh, the January 6th uh, insurrection, you know, and I believe in things like, you know, the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys and whatever. Like, it, it is a problem. There is a a radical, uh, I hope it's just a fringe. And, uh, you know, the, the texts I've seen released- I wouldn't released, call them The, the texts Christians, I've seen released, I... they are Christians. They are absolutely Christians in the same way that the KKK are Christians. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm saying that that's Christian isn't a defining term. And it absolutely they happen is. to be Christian. They also are. They want power. Christianity has way too long of a history of bloodshed, murder, and violence. Um, it's far too extensive. It's not. They can't just say it's a few bad apples. You know, like. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm you know, saying you're Christianity, something that's not correlated nope. exactly. No. Nope. Wait. 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 What? I. I, I so, utterly reject that. Well, I, I want to know what Sue actually means. Uh, can okay. you go more into what you're saying, Sue? Sure. So, you know, people call folks that are um, Islamists that, well, it's their religion. Well, no, it's not. There's some people that are terrorists. They happen to be Muslims. It, it's sort of like the Catholic Church recalled. Um, you guys may not remember. This is where I get really old. Father Drinan was a um a rep, I think, or a senator from Massachusetts for years, represented Boston. And the Catholic Church one day said, you know what? <laughs> you you can't be in Congress and also a priest. You 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 cannot serve two masters. You know, it's sort of like one or the other. If you're gonna if you're gonna be in politics, you know, you you can't and they recalled him. People were horrified because he was a great, I guess he was a great member of Congress. So what I'm saying is you're, you're defining them as Christians. And I'm saying they may happen to be Christian, but what you're really speaking about is their desire to overturn the government. The thing the is, name I, of Christians. Oh, well, the, the, that's Perhaps the thing. Like, the, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were, sp you're finished. I apologize. Sorry. No, no. It's just that my thoughts are not totally cohesive so oh, okay. <laughs> i mean the, what what you seem to be describing is someone that is trying to um like that their their views are to over to to take over or or forward or direct the power of the government towards their ends as they define them in like as, as christianity as like through through the lens of Christianity, that means they that means their Christianity is intertwined with their actions. 
It's not like someone is a terrorist and they have political views, but also they call themselves Christians because their their views are not intertwined with their faith. They are a terrorist or they are a criminal or or they are a Christian dominionist because their actions are intertwined inextricably with their with their interpretation of Christianity. Absolutely. In the same so, way that, you know, Al-Qaeda are they are Islamic terrorists. They're terrorists and it's not just that they happen to be Muslims, it's that they have this messed up view of what it means to be a Muslim and that's uh integral to what they do and why they do their terrorism. And it's the same with these Christians. And I I I just like not all Christians are terrorists, just as not all Muslims are terrorists, not all Buddhists are terrorists. I think by a wide margin, honestly. <laughs> uh, well, I hear the music, so I think we're going to have to sort of wrap it up there. Um, still more to talk about in this topic, but uh, well, we'll, <laughs> well, we'll either leave it for another time or, you know, <laughs> just leave it. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, all of us agree terrorists trying to undermine the U.S. government? Bad. And we want that stopped. Whoever well, they are. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I want the U.S. government to stop doing some of the terrible things we do around the world, but I don't want to do it by, you know, terrorism. Oh, yeah, okay. funny that way. You I know. guess. Well, we can talk about it later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So uh, that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, coming up next is Subculture, followed by Cable Contents at 10, and then OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we got a podcast of this show going out uh, Monday in the wee hours, like around 1 a.m., and we've got a repeat broadcast airing on this station at 4 p.m., so listen to us then. But that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.